Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo and Fortnite. I'm James Mazzamontamagno. And I am Michael Hi-Fi Rivette. Ooh, I thought you were going to say high five, but I was like, no, nah, you know, I went high five because I was working on some photo stuff. High Ooh. fidelity. High five. Eight, 8K. I thought that was a cool name, though, because I was thinking about it the other while I was working. I'm like, high five. Oh, hi. That would be a cool tag. So that, that's yeah. my nickname today. High five. I like it. It fits yeah. you well because I, I think of you, I think you as a high, high fi type of guy. I'm a high fi kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I've my always goodness. said that about myself. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm super excited for this week. Lots of really cool news uh, in general coming out. So, so much. many games, so much, so much games that I'm excited for. I think you maybe not as excited for, but then we played lots of games. It's beautiful here in, su- in sunny Seattle. Like I just went on a great hike today. We got to all, every mountain was out. I saw Baker, Rainier, the surrounding mountains. It was just gorgy it was amazing. oh man i didn't i didn't see any any photos you got to start shooting some stuff and and sending them over when you get to get out and about like that i will you know that's the problem is i don't post photos anywhere on the interwebs at all mm. to be honest with you however yeah. I'll, I'll shoot you some photos right now yeah. i'll shoot you some photos okay check out this beautiful city that you never visited i know i want to see i want to want to live vicariously i want to like i was there you can be in Seattle. Oh. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, you want to kick it off some big, crazy news happening yeah, this week? I mean, we, it could be crazy. We don't know because we're recording this on Sunday, the 13th. But Nintendo has announced that on the 15th, the store, the Nintendo store in New York City, will be hosting a private event. So they put out a tweet. That says, due to a private event, the second floor of Nintendo NYC will be closed until 11.30 a.m. So, I mean, you and I, we just wanted to share this because we're, we're curious. We have no idea what this is going to be. It's kind of an interesting time because it's not like for that short amount of time, you're not having a, you know, a, a, some sort of game competition, I wouldn't think, because that seems pretty quick to have it over with. I will say on the second floor of the store there is a giant screen that's where i saw everybody playing super smash brothers and then there's also like the interactive mario uh display so i don't know what they could be having up there it's it's kind of interesting i'm excited to find out with everybody else do you have any guesses any thoughts on what they're not not a direct right they're not doing a direct i bet it's just a private event we're just cleaning up stuff. Hey, no we big just deal. Let you guys know we got some dust bunnies, and uh, we're just cleaning some stuff up. We'll, we'll be open around eleven thirty. And it could be, it could be just that it was the Nintendo NYC account, which is the store. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you're looking to go, perhaps it'll be closed. It's very strange, though. It's a very strange thing. Yeah, because I mean, it doesn't say they're closing the store. So you still have the shopping, you know, all the little knickknacks that are downstairs. But apparently the upstairs closed until 1130. I guess we will find out with everyone else that it was just dust bunnies and uh, they just needed to clean. It does coincide with maybe when events would happen if they begin at nine o'clock, a stream Mm -hmm. or 10 o'clock. That gives it some buffer if they're doing something live. But when was the last time Nintendo did anything live? Yeah, Never. I don't think it's going to be a live thing. It it would be very surprising. Yeah, they're just cleaning. They're just cleaning. <laughs> just cleaning. You know what else is cleaning house, Michael? Tell me. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which has now sold outsold every other Super Smash Bros. game ever. What? Yep. In just five weeks, Smash Bros. Ultimate, at least in Japan, I should mm. say, asterisk. Uh, has now outsold the previous top-selling game, which was Super Smash Bros. for Nintendo 3DS. It has sold 2.6 million copies in just five weeks, and that is the lifespan, though, of the 3DS version, which has been out for years upon years, you know, uh, four Mm -hmm. years now or so. It's very impressive. I like to look at the data, though, because here's the order, which is Ultimate 2.6 million from 2018, Smash Bros. for 3DS, 2.55 million from 2014. Smash Bros. Brawl, which is a great game as well, 3, 2.3 million from 2008. 
Super Smash Bros. 1.97 million from 99. Super Smash Bros. Melee, one of my favorite games of all time, 1.5 million. And then poor old Super Smash Bros. for Wii U, 746,000. So wow, so brawl or melee's way down there too. That's yeah. crazy. It's it, really surprising. Well, what you see here is the popularity of it grow over time. However, you could just see the install base of the 3DS being way more than the Wii U. But at this time, the Switch install base is very small compared to the 3DS. So this is pretty phenomenal just in general. Yeah, and the time frame. I mean, it's yeah. it it sold it so quick. I think it's great. You know, I mean, a lot of people are loving it. It's a it's going to sell consoles. That's awesome. It's that's such good news. Obviously, the 3DS had a huge, huge fan base. So if this if the switch is able to do those kinds of numbers that quickly, that's just, you know, another testament to the the, the power of the machine. Yeah. And that's only physical retail versions. That doesn't include digital sales. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So now I'm kind of interested Maybe they'll have an announcement on the 15th just to talk about the success of the ultimate. Like, we sold five bajillion copies. <laughs> yeah, just to brag a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Now, to continue with that trend with, you know, the switch and the power of that system, Monster Boy, which came out December 4th for $40, it came out on the Switch, the PlayStation 4, and the Xbox One all at the same time. But it has been super popular on the Switch. So a tweet recently came out from the Monster Boy publisher, FDG Entertainment. They said, Nintendo Switch continues to amaze us. Not only does it bring so much joy with its original games, it's also the most profitable console business ever for us. It's another universe in regards of sales numbers. Monster Boy's ratio is eight to one versus everybody else. Eight to one. That's crazy. Amazing. I mean, you know, it could be a game that people are just, you know, switch owners gravitate towards because it kind of feels more like a Nintendo game, maybe. So the 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 Xbox One and PlayStation crowd maybe just isn't into it as much, but eight to one is a huge difference. That's 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 amazing. Well, well, FDG is a German publisher and they've produced and published games since 2001. And they've done games with Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, iOS, Android, PC, and Mac. So, I mean, they know the game. They know, they've been in it for decades. And they're saying that what they're seeing on the Switch is unprecedented compared to what they've had before, which I think is amazing. And I do think that the Switch, I think the Switch fits with what people are doing it fits in with people's lives so you're able to go places you're able to do whatever you want play games whenever and wherever you want and it just makes it so that you can play more stuff so it makes perfect sense that a game that works well on the switch that's what people want it on yeah and this game not only came out on all the different systems but this is a physical release so physical and digital and they came out for the same price it's not like there was a nintendo switch tax or anything like that um, and it's good to see. Now, we, now what's interesting about Monster Boy, and I'm they're talking about the successes. I don't believe we ever really saw it in the top charts, from what I can no. remember. So, no, nope. I don't remember seeing it. I don't remember announcing it. I don't. I don't even remember us barely talking about it. I remember it coming out quite like in December, but it was a busy time. So th- it's good to see that you know, hey, success and eight to one. That's all of them combined too. So that's crazy. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, something I'm really excited about, and I don't believe you are, but I'm going to tell you why I'm excited about it, Mm -hmm. Michael, because Nintendo has partnered yet again with Humble Store. You know, Humble Store, they do all the bundles, the Humble Bundles. I do. Mm -hmm. So they have partnered. So now you can buy officially Nintendo Switch and 3DS games through the Humble Store. Now, what's cool here is that about right now, 40 of the titles, games and add-ons are available. And they're going to give every Humble account holder a, holder a $5 discount on Nintendo games that are 20 bucks or more. Now, that's not super exciting because you're like, I can just go on Amazon and buy a token and, and just buy it normally. Well, the cool part here, while not announced, pure speculation is that perhaps they will do some Humble bundles around Nintendo and Switch. And I think that's mm-hmm. what's cool. Okay. I mean, yes, I agree that the humble bundle idea is cool, but in what we know right now, Mm -hmm. you have Nintendo games sold on the humble store. 
I, I'm not, in, I, it doesn't, it, it's like, I just buy it on the eShop, right? I mean, I, I like, cause I, th- I think I could be wrong, but from what I understand that $5 discount is a one-time thing that you get. Mm-hmm. You don't get it on all games. It's not like because you have a humble account, you get a $5 discount off Nintendo games, which would be, a that'd be cool. I would take that, but this is just a one-time deal. So without the humble bundles, it just feels like, Oh, I'm I'm just and none of me even goes to charity. I mean, that's part of the whole humble idea is that, you know, a percentage of what you spend goes to a charity. None of this does because it's not a bundle. So it's kind of like, oh, I'll just buy it on the eShop then. True, true. I, I mean for now. Yeah, for now. No, we don't know, so who knows where it'll go in in general. So that's just my pure speculation. And it is like themed they had a nice release around it nothing is on sale necessarily so that is one one thing but you're right mm-hmm. you know you're right i'm not gonna not gonna argue with you michael there's not we'll like see. a reason right now to buy yeah we'll see you know i'm all i'm i'm 100 if it starts doing humble bundles i think it's absolutely worth it i love the idea that percentage of it goes to charity and you know i, I like all that so let's hope let's hope that's the case because i think that would really um get people excited yeah, for sure agreed Agreed. Uh, So something that's not getting people excited is that there has been a recent amendment of the Unfair Competition Prevention Act in Japan. I mean, it just rolls off the tongue. And I'm sure everybody's up to date on their Unfair Competition Prevention Act. The amendment states that the distribution of tools and programs for modifying game services or saves, excuse me, selling product keys and serial numbers online without the software maker's permission game saves and console modding services so if you have pay somebody to do this has now all become illegal you're going to jail if any of this stuff happens or you're paying a very hefty fine which is like uh the equivalent of forty six thousand dollars if you're caught doing any of these things most of that makes sense, right? Yeah, don't cheat, don't mod, don't because a lot of them are modding so that they can get around in-game purchases, or they're modding so they can somehow get away with something. Yeah. But what this comment commenter on Kotaku actually said, and I thought it was worth mentioning, was that essentially the law is preventing all that stuff, but it's also preventing you from in- modifying data. So, like doing a mod for Skyrim, maybe that modifies hair or some outfit or something, is now also illegal. Something that's made just for modding. Something that you and I maybe even would have done at school when we were going to school for mm. game design. You know, it now that's also illegal. So the comment was that this is a very broad spectrum of like modding. What they need to be a little bit more, you know, clear on criminal intent as opposed to just hobbyist maybe you know playing with the code to do something in the game i i think that's a pretty reasonable request so i don't know i think this will be interesting to see how it develops yeah i don't i don't know i mean i'm definitely against modifying and hacking consoles and i you know i've definitely changed my opinion over the years but the question then becomes okay so is there a point in time for a specific console. Let's take the Wii, for instance. Mm. The mm-hmm. Wii, where you can't buy it new anymore, it's really impossible to buy new games, so not like Nintendo's getting money from it or anything like that. Now, you could put Homebrew or something on there, and then you could even you could just play your original games that you own, but then put them on a hard drive, for instance. And that is modifying it. I'm not. You may not be trying to get around anything. You just want to simplify your life. Is that illegal because it's a 10-year-old council? Is that still illegal? I don't I don't know. That's what I'd be I don't know, but I mean according to these amendments, I'd say that's that's programs for modifying game saves. Now, I don't they're saying program. So maybe if you sell a program and or service that allows users to do that, that's illegal. But maybe if you're doing it on your own system, Maybe there is some sort of time limit where it says, okay, it's a Wii or, you know, whatever, GameCube or something. Maybe they they wouldn't really look into that. I, I don't know. But I guess that's the problem. It's so broad. You, you, you don't even know. I mean, 
thousand dollars is a huge oopsie. You know what I mean? Or five years in prison because you 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 put your game saves on a hard drive and you didn't even know it was an issue. Yeah, it could be that or the wording described here to me sounds as if it is you are the ones distributing those tools, selling those tools, or providing those services for modding, not necessarily mm -hmm. the ones that have downloaded those tools and attempted to hack your console. But that's what I'm that's what I'm wondering too. And if so, then I'm probably okay with that. But like I said, what about my 10-year-old console that, you know, is just hardware at this point? Sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people get bent out of shape because they feel like, you know, I own this. I bought it. And if I want to mod it, if I want to play with it and do whatever, I should be able to do that. Oh. And I and I I you know, I can understand it, but I think a lot of what they're doing is is criminal because they're trying to get around paying for downloadable content or microtransactions or things like that. So if it's if it's with a criminal intent, then by all means, it should be illegal. Does it make the game genie illegal now? Yeah, remember that? That would that'd be five years in prison if Game Shark if you were using that game genie. Mad, game Shark, man. Mad cats, look out! They're coming for you. Time times are times have changed. Oh, bad. I remember having Game Shark oh, and yeah. Game Genie and things like that. <laughs> you had the Game Genie for the NES, and you had to stack it and on inside of it, it would stick out all the way. Oh, man. Oh yeah. Oh great. yeah. Oh. I got 400 lives. We're doing this. <laughs> do, now you just get the SP version of a Nintendo classic game and they just they they modified the game for you. Yeah, you just jump in at the last 20 <laughs> minutes of the game as we saw a couple weeks ago with Metroid. Oh my goodness. Oh. All right. Well, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> I'll be interested if anything comes out of it. You know, the very first case we hear from it, that's when we'll hear more and we'll report on it then. Yeah, sure. Oh, let's hop over to some game news. I got a few quick ones before we go a little bit in depth on our last article. So some uh, updates about some games that were previously announced that we have release dates for, and also uh, a new game that I'm pretty much looking forward to from Capcom. They have announced that they are bringing Capcom's uh, classic, if you will, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, which is a remake of Dragon's Dogma, uh, which is from 2013, pretty critically acclaimed. It is coming to the Nintendo Switch on April 23rd, and it will only cost $29.99. This will have all of the previous released DLC. It's going to have a revamped user interface. Uh, and I've watched the trailer. It looks really good. I'm very excited about it. This game uh, comes from the longtime Devil May Cry series lead, Itsuno, uh, which is very cool. And yeah, it had really good reviews when it came out originally on the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 back in 2013. So I never played the original, but this game does look relatively interesting. I mean, I love Devil May Cry, so if there's any bit of that in there, I would be all for it. I just got a real, um, what was it, Dark Souls vibe. Mm. So it kind of lost, in I lost interest when I first was looking through it. So when I heard that the director for Devil May Cry was involved, it did get me more interested. So I'm going to look into it a little bit more. But I, I mean, if it's got that that heavy Dark Souls thing, I'm still not, not feeling that yet, but. Well, how about these, Michael? Your favorite characters, Kirby and Yoshi, we got official release dates for their games. I'm excited for Yoshi. Good. Well, first off, Kirby's <laughs> Kirby, Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn is launching on the Nintendo 3DS on March 8th. We have an official date. And also, yes, Yoshi's Crafted World, which has gone through many different names, is coming out on 329, March 29th here in the States, which is very exciting. It has a super cute little trailer and yeah, I'm gonna pick that one up too. Uh, I I like the look and feel of that game. Yeah, I'm really excited. I back when they announced it at E3 like 17 years ago, I I thought it looked amazing. Like I was really excited for it. I'm still excited for it. I've seen you know a lot of little bits and pieces of it, and I just love the look of it. I really I really like the way it's it's done. So I'm gonna definitely definitely consider that when when it launches. Put it on your list. Put it on the 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 want list because that that's not short enough. Uh, so now speaking of games coming out, we have new classic games coming to the Switch for this month, Woo. and they're actually not that bad. They're actually games I I may play again. So we have Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link and Blaster Master. It was like like Blaster Master one of my favorite games when I was playing on 
Nintendo. These will be coming out January 16th. I will definitely be checking them out. I do think Blaster Master is an interesting choice since they already have the remake Blaster Master Zero on the Switch, which is almost a one-for-one remake, just better. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm still excited to play Blaster Master. Do you think we're going to get SP of any of those? <laughs> I, I I would hope Blaster Master SP, because honestly, that game was extremely difficult. I did beat Master Blaster Master Zero, um, but I I could never beat Blaster Master. So maybe it'll be SP, and I'll just dump you right in at the last boss that's a new thing now they're just every game is gonna just sp so just it looks like you have way more games than you actually do mm-hmm. that's that's yeah just that's how they do it and that you know and that goes into our next story so every time nintendo releases any of the you know their youtube channel they'll they'll talk about everything to rex all that stuff always gets thumbs up with some thumbs down right okay now anything that comes out for the Switch Online service, particularly the games that are coming out each week or each month, gets majority thumbs down. Everybody cannot stand the Nintendo Switch Online service. They're just, they tear it apart every time. So it's not just Nintendo haters and trolls. It's literally the service. People just can't stand it. And the worst part is people can't even agree as to why they can't stand it. There's a huge, there's a huge bunch of reasons why they, you know, people hate this thing. One of them being they're just overall disappointed. They just don't like any of it, right? They're just like, I pay my $20. I don't like any of this. I can't use anything. It just doesn't match the standards that I've come to expect in 2019 for an online service. I want voice chat. I, I agree there. I want party chat. I want messaging. I want dedicated servers. Yeah. Hello, smash. I want cloud saves, which we get. And I never know if it's working. I never know anything about it. Um, so I can't disagree. Right. I think those are all valid, valid points. Then there's people that just say, well, I want more games and I want them now. I want NES games and I want not only that, I want SNES and I want Nintendo 64 and I want them all. Why are you waiting for? Why do I have to wait? And I think, you know, in in Nintendo's case, it helps them because every month that's another post. That's another thing that they can throw out there and people report on. But for the consumer, it is kind of a drag. And and I do think and I've started seeing that like market trends and the prices of these used games that NES interest may be dropping because it does seem like the, the cost of those cartridges is is lowering. People are kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm losing interest. And SNES and N64 games, the price of those are going up. Yeah. So I do think that the interest is focusing away from NES and the nostalgia and the, oh, I grew up with this. And it's starting to go the other way. And maybe Nintendo needs to kind of make that, that swing sooner rather than later. I don't know. Yeah. And then the last group just wants virtual console back. They're, they don't want to rent games for $20. They want to buy them all again for like the 10th time, which I am firmly not in that group. I'm totally okay with paying $20 and having access to a Nintendo library. I do not need to own any of these games ever again. Um, But I, I just virtual console people, you and I will just never see eye to eye on this. I don't get you, but uh, the other things I I can understand it. I can, I can, I can kind of relate. Sure. I mean, yeah, this could be its own episode and we should do a full bonus episode on this. I don't want to go too deep into this, to be honest with you. But yeah, I would love to hear what our listeners think. What are your complaints about it? To be honest, $20. I don't know. I, I was ha- I know. I was happy that I was happy that I ha- hopped on Smash and I mean I didn't think about it. And I'm happy when I get new games. I can't even play the games I have. I and you know, yeah. I agree with the SNES games. I'd be cool with that, just having new like one SNES game thrown in there. Or I don't know something that's cool, but also I probably wouldn't, I mean, I probably wouldn't play it unless I don't know. I know I, I don't even play it. Like I may jump in and play Zelda and Blaster Master for 20 minutes each, but I don't care. I don't care. Like I, I am in agreement that I think the online, like the standards of what people come to know as online service I think that needs to be more of a focus, you know, like you and I were talking about when you're online or when I'm online, there should be a notice. Like we have the app, it should pop up and say, Hey, you know, Mats is playing. Do you want to jump on with them? 
there there should be more of that kind of that those services i don't care about the old games as much that's a much lower thing on my priorities yeah i got a snes classic under my under my television i'm good yeah and and yeah, and i agree that's probably my biggest part if i was to say is the online service not that i'm a hundred percent disappointed with it but the problem is that Fortnite, which you can play for free online without it has better voice chat support than anything else and i want I want them to fix it. And I I have faith that they can fix it because there's a lot of there's bits and pieces of it working and I can see it and I want that vision for them to fix it. And if I have to buy a new pro console to do it, guess what? I'll do it. I'll do it. Like if they come Mm -hmm. pro out and they're like, hey, listen, like we just have this problem that X, Y, Z, we can't do it. Here's a pro version and it's Mm -hmm. online optimized. I'll buy it for that. But that that's actually interesting because we did talk about that last week i like that i like what would get me to buy a pro is if it had maybe bluetooth integrated if it had more optimization for online you know things like that now you're talking pro Pro, baby now you're talking like something that's like legit pro i'm into it It has a little process all right well let's bookshelf that and 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 i want to do i want to sit down and do a full episode on, on both those things, what to buy a, a pro and also what are we, how can we fix uh, the, the switch online and listeners right, right yeah, in. I think that's great. Nintendo dispatch.com. Let us know, but we have a new section that I cannot be more excited about. Michael, it is Michael's Fortnite supply drop update of the week. Hit me, buddy. What's happening in Fortnite? Oh, man. So we all know Epic, the creator of Fortnite. Well, some people are not happy with them. The Better Business Bureau has announced that Epic gets an F as the lowest grade possible, uh, citing 247, quote, unanswered customer complaints on its website. They go on to say that a majority of complaints submitted to the BBB against Epic Games deal with customer service and refund or exchange issues. BBB has attempted to contact Epic Games on numerous occasions, but the company has failed to respond. So apparently, you know, people are complaining. They got they got problems. They're unauthorized credit charges and things like that. And Epic has said that, you know, we're aware of that. We've been working with the people that have been impacted and we're trying to fix it. Uh, apparently not fast enough because it, it's still happening. Epic spokesperson actually told Kotaku in an interview that the company's addressed the complaints that are on the BB page, BBB page, but that they do it through their own support. Mm. They're, they're basically saying people are reporting on the Better Business Bureau, but that's not how we handle these problems. You have to submit your complaints to our company and go through the, the, the right roles and process that we have to get these things resolved. You can't just jump the gun and go in there and, and report it on some third party and, and expect things to happen. And I, I, I agree with though. I mean, if you have a problem, you should go to the company and not just run right to better, better business bureau. That being said, a lot of people say, well, you know, the better business bureau isn't the greatest thing either. It's not, it's not official. It's not governmental. It's, it's, it's just like its own thing. It's a group of, of lobbyists and things like that, that are looking out for companies and trying to help but they're not they're not any it's not a, a like any sort of organization that's that's like the FBI or anything like that and not only that but over the years they've been accused of a lot of shady stuff because you can't get a rating unless you pay them so maybe Epic just said, well, we're not going to pay you. Oh, well, that's it. You got an F. F. You're, you're, you're failed take now. That. So, I, I, you know, take the Better Business Bureau how you want. I don't know if it really means anything. I think what Epic said about people need to go through the right procedures to get their problem solved. That makes a lot of sense. That's like me just reporting on Facebook. Epic stole my money. <laughs> And I never told anybody at sure. Epic. Yeah, I never, I never, told <laughs> I never tried to really fix. Yeah, that's why when you, you when you're mad at someone, you tweet at their support. You just don't complain about them. You mention them in it, and then hopefully they get back to you. Oh, you got it. Yeah, you, you got it. You can't just talk. You can't just yell it out the window. Like that's not going to resolve the problem. You gotta, you gotta talk to Epic. So I think that's probably a lot of what's what's going on there. And as we said, what is there a hundred and give or take a hundred million players every month for Fortnite alone? They have 247 unanswered complaints. You have 100 million people every month playing. 
247 is a pretty good percentage. Pretty, that's very true. Now, I don't actually ever <laughs> check the triple B. So, uh, yeah, it is what it yeah. is. Well, thank you for that, I, that, I, that supply drop. That's great. Yeah, man. Supply dropped. You have you have been dropped. <laughs> I want to do this every week. We're going to do this every week because we do talk about Fortnite. And I know we'll talk about it later when, when games are playing. But I think it's a fun Fortnite update area. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, okay. We'll we'll do Michael's Fortnite supply drop. I like it. So that gets us into another topic I love, the best sellers. And this week we actually have some things changing. Stuff happened. I'm so excited to see something moved. We have our top 10. We do it every single week and then in the number 1 spot we have Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Finally, Smash is no longer <laughs> in the top spot. Followed by Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And then in third, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And fourth, <laughs> Bouncy Bob is still <laughs> in the top 10. It, it's been there as long as Smash Brothers has been there. In five, we have The Way Remastered. Six, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Then Stardew Valley. Followed by Super Mario Party, Hollow Knight. And rounding out the top 10 is Splatoon 2. Now, in our top 30, we like to call out any new games that have come in. They maybe didn't make the top 10, but they're still in the top 30. And the first one is Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. It made it to the 17th. And we did want to get a special shout out to Fitness Boxing. It's not new, but it finally snuck in there at 29th. It didn't make the top 30 last week, but Mots has been getting jacked from this game. So we had to give it a shout out. Good old out. fitness boxing. I'm very proud. And I think next week will be even more intriguing because a lot of these games in the top 10 even still were on sale. So Nintendo had a big sale that just ended for 30% off a lot of their games. So you see Splatoon and Zelda and Mario Party. Mm -hmm. And then also The Way Remastered was on sale. That Stardew was on sale. So those will drop off, hopefully. Bouncy Bob will continue forever. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty exciting. I think... I think if some of those if those deals are off, we're going to be seeing fitness boxing uppercutting its way to the top 10 in no uppercut. time. Uppercut. Love it. All <laughs> right, well, let's get into the new releases, stuff that you can get your hands on this week. And there is one retail uh, game coming out, which is a game that I already pre-ordered on BestBuy.com, unofficial sponsor, uh, but won't be an unofficial sponsor as soon as my Gamer Club Unlocked expires in july <laughs> so i'm just saying i want my 20 percent off so travis strikes again no more heroes a game that i've been looking uh forward to from grasshopper grasshopper manufacturer and pseudo 5-1 is a game of like mini games of more in-depth mini games following travis touchdown in the no more heroes universe now this is coming out do not be worried when you see a disparity between the digital release uh, on the 18th at $30 and the retail release at $40. It's more expensive at retail, not because it's at retail, but it is because it includes the $10 season pass. They are forcing you to get that. And that seems fine to me because guess what? With 20% off, it becomes just about $30. So if, if you have a GCU account, so if you out. don't have GCU, then you're out of luck. So I, I'm looking forward yeah. to that game quite a bit. <laughs> uh, and I've already pre-ordered. So next week we'll get an update about that. Sweet. And now digital downloads. I'm going to run through all these and then we'll, we'll loop back. I see you got a lot of comments, a lot of stuff you're excited for. So January 14th, we have Forever Forest for $15. On the 15th, we have Onimusha Warlords for $20. January 16th, we have Bash the Bear for $5. And Planet Riz, Ricks, Planet Ricks, 13 for $4.25. On the 17th, we have Bedtime Blues for $10. Build a Bridge for $15. Crazy Strike Bowling EX for $10. Dying Reborn. Then we have Fairy Fencer F, Advent Dark Force for $40. Feudal Alloy for $17. Gunman Clive HD Collection. For four dollars, holy potatoes! We're in space. <laughs> <laughs> for fifteen dollars, left, right, the mansion for four dollars. Mega Mall Story for twelve dollars. Octahedron Transfixed Edition for ten dollars. The Office Quest for twelve dollars. The Shrouded Isle for fifteen. 
We have Y2K, a postmodern RPG for $20. Then on the 18th, we have Fight of Gods for $13, Mars or Die for $20, and Old School Racer 2 for $5.35. Now let's go back. You got a lot. What are you what are you excited for? Well, you know, I like to go through these games and figure out what's new actually coming out as a brand new release and what is the junk that is hitting from Steam. And there are quite a few mm-hmm. games. So Forever Forest is a brand new game. It's a Switch exclusive from what I can tell. It looks relatively interesting, sort of platformer evolving. It has a bunch of different elements of playing this little character that's going through this never ending forest that is evolving i can't really figure it out but it looks interesting to me i wish there was a demo to download i'll put it on my watch list mm-hmm. anamusha warlords that's a remaster that's a new one uh the other ones that are new gunman clive he is is new the y2k post uh, modern rpg is also a new release and i think the rest of them oh octahedron is a remaster that i'll talk about uh, later so that The rest of them seem to be just kind of re-releases. The stuff I'm looking forward to specifically that I'm going to buy no matter what is Gunman Clive HD Collection, which is a phenomenal game Uh, on the 3DS originally. Did you ever play Gunman Clive at all? No, but when I when I was looking into it for this at four dollars and you're getting two games, it seems like a steal, to be honest. And that's the thing about Gunman Clive is that it was never super expensive. This game is on PC and you can buy it there. Uh, the original 3DS games were like $2. And mm. the second one came out, it was also $2. And the the developers behind it, the Swedish in- independence Horberg Productions, uh, it was, I don't know, so good. Everything about it is a very challenging platformer the it's got these cool hand-drawn black and white textured western it's a western everything about it is phenomenal everyone should buy this game it is amazing Uh, it's so nice good it is so good michael so good i'm excited i mean like i said i I was watching the trailer it looks like an awesome classic platformer four bucks yeah that looks good y2k a postmodern modern rpg looks interesting it's a JRPG. It has this really crazy polygon rendering. Like the textures are all crazy. It has a really interesting uh, soundtrack from the Undertale and Secret of Mana team. I don't know. It looks interesting. It's twenty dollars. I don't know if I'm going to go all in on it, but it looks intriguing to me. Uh, what else? I have a lot of notes on these. Uh, the Octahedron. I'll talk about it later. I'm uh, already going to buy this game. Very good. I'll talk about it later. But it's a puzzle rhythm it's not really rhythm but it's got great music it's from square enix so that's mm. pretty cool uh, okay. published at yeah. least um the stuff to look out for that's i don't want to call it junk but the planet ricks 13 that's like three dollars on steam bedtime blues that's like looks like five nights at freddy's but it's still in beta mm. on steam until may like come on now you know garbage <laughs> build a bridge is free on mobile I don't know why it's fifteen dollars here. Yeah. Saying, what about you? Anything? Well, it was, it's funny because you did mention that, and to me, build a bridge. I was like, yeah, that could be fun, but the, no way I'm paying fifteen dollars. And then you said, oh, it's free on mobile. Of course, it's free on mobile. I mean, it, it like it could be fun, but I'm not going to pay fifteen dollars for it. The, no way. I do think Gunman Clive looks good. The Holy Potatoes sounds kind of interesting, but fifteen dollars and it's on it's on sale right now for Steam for five. It's like I'll just buy it on Steam probably for that. Y two K, I don't know. The trailer for me was just way too chaotic. They need to tighten up that trailer because I had no idea what I was watching. I didn't know what kind of game that was. I didn't even see where the RPG elements are of it are because I like RPGs. And the look of it was kind of interesting. It was different, but it was such a chaotic trailer. I just, I don't want more of that. I, d- I didn't want to play it when it, based on what I saw. So that I think maybe it could have just been a bad trailer. So I don't know. I wasn't blown away by anything this week for me. I think Gunman Clive is going to be my pick of the week. Pick of the week. I never, did you ever week? play Anamusha at all? 
No. No, me either. I didn't have a PlayStation 2. I did have an Xbox where it came out. This is a remake. So that that is a this is a way to do a remake. I don't think they really drastically did an HD remix or anything like that, but they improved the controls, they added a widescreen display and a new soundtrack. And it's $20. So like I think that's a good deal if you've never played on Amusha and you don't have a PlayStation 2 sitting around. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Well, that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show then. What you playing? What you been playing? I'll tell you what I'm playing because I'm playing some stuff. Uh, so, of course, you know, regular Fortnite shenanigans that I'm on. I've been playing some new modes. I am getting through my battle pass, doing some challenges. I enjoy that you can just Google any of the challenge and there's a map somewhere on the Internet. Oh, yeah. I just boom. Oh, yeah. they. I mean, IGN, all of them, they post it every every single time. I do the same thing. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I don't I don't have the time. I don't have the time to run around, look for a firecracker to light off three of them. Just where are that's they? What I, I was honestly, that's what I did two nights ago. I was like, where is this third freaking fire rocket thing? Where is it at? Uh, and it's over here. And then I found it. And I was like, oh, no, really, where is it? Because sometimes they'll put they'll put it on the map. It's a big it's circle. A big circle. It's highly inappropriate of a circle. Uh, but so then I was like, all right, show me a photo of you doing it. I don't want to watch a 10 minute video people, but have you found all yeah. the icy gnomes? All no, no. They laugh, right? I think the gnomes make noise, which helps, but I haven't made it to that. I'm still in week four because uh, I haven't, I played a few other games, so I haven't, I haven't given Fortnite the time the, this week. The, the, the gnomes are so cute. Yeah. When you, I was just on. <laughs> And they changed the map again. Now some of the some of the things that were on top of the snow are like sinking. The city is like sinking underneath the water. Oh, it's crazy. Nice. So they they updated the map. Yeah. But I was just on ice and and zipping zipping around, and something started laughing. I was like, what the, what is that? And then there's this uh, it's this tiny gnome. little gnome just stuck in an ice cube, and you just have to search him. And then he's like, <laughs> or whatever. But it's super cute. Yeah, they're like, hey, hey, hey. that is. Did you record the audio for that? <laughs> yeah, what's the voice of the gnome on Fortnite? Little did we know we have a celebrity in the room. Yeah, well, you know, it's big. So I just played a little bit of that off and on, as I do. Nothing crazy going through some of the challenges. And the the 14 days of uh, winter are back, so I tried to get some more of those. Nice. Did you get the glider, the cool, the cool, it's like a, like a boombox mm-hmm. glider. It's got like music pumping out of it and everything i like i I have almost all of them except for the creative one where you had to do stuff and i'm not gonna do that sorry yeah that one's real easy i did it i just went into a creative thing and threw down like 14 um like i don't know cart machines and i was like well you got it 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 took two minutes maybe i'll do that well that's kind of my Fortnite update i did uh, play the demo. There's a, a demo for Octahedron Trans Fixed Edition. I highly recommend people give this uh, uh, a go since there's a demo. The demo is tutorial plus four different levels, two easy, one medium, one difficult. They're, it's oh, very sweet. good. It's a very good puzzle, challenger, music game. The, the, the graphics are very neon, which is very cool. I like that style to it. Uh, very cool. It's got it's more than eight bit. It's very neat. It's a very neat world that they have. I'm definitely going to pick it up because it is a platform puzzler that speaks to me and it has a little bit of lightfall elements to it, which was a game I loved Mm. because as you're playing based on the level, you jump uh, with B and then you can hit Y to put a platform underneath you. The platform only lasts for a little bit and sometimes you have multiple platforms so you can get to different areas. But if you jump, hit the platform and keep holding and run in a direction, the platform will move underneath you. So it's oh, very okay. neat. I, I I think you're really going to like the the demo. It's, it's very well put together. I'm very impressed with it. It seems very solid. Yeah. So I really. Sweet. Yeah. I downloaded it already. I'm excited to check. Yeah. Out I have purchased two new games. I purchased, I uh, did the pre-purchase. So I get the extra coins new super mario bros u deluxe i didn't buy physical that's surprising huh i was like you know what i'm gonna get these bonus coins because i don't think i get very many coins buying it physical and i think i'm missing out on free money so i said screw it just i think it's one time uh for physical and like five times the coins for 
digital. Yeah, that is, I didn't know that. Now I feel like a sucker. But I know that this game doesn't take a lot of room on the cart, so I felt okay about it. I also picked up Velocity 2X or two times, I'm not sure. This is a game that was an award-winning sci-fi platformer shoot-em-up adventure that came out a while ago on the Switch. Didn't get a lot of love, but it was 50% off. This game uh, was a sequel to Velocity Ultra. I remember watching the trailer. I believe both of us were like, this game looks so cool, but I didn't want to buy it for $20. Well, it's on sale currently. Give it a look. Uh, I haven't started playing it yet. However, I bought it, so maybe next week it'll be there. The biggest one, of course, is Smash Bros. Ultimate. Ooh, did you get some time I got about in? about two or three hours in on it. Okay, okay. Where do you want me to start? Oh, boy, at the top. <laughs> well, I love the <laughs> intro. I thought the intro was fun. I love the Spirits intro overall. The menus, I think, are a lot better than the Wii U version. This seems to be less main options and then more subcategories underneath it. Uh, mm-hmm. What I didn't like is that there's no you get in and there's no i don't want a full tutorial but i want a little bit of where do i go what should i do type of thing and it didn't give me that you get nothing you get nothing and that's a little disappointing and there are so i jumped into spirits because that's i figured some feedback i could give because it's a smash experience overworld and i'm very torn on it um so i I am enjoying it and then not enjoying it at the same time. <laughs> I I like that yep. every time I go in, it's like a different random challenge. So sometimes the players are huge. Sometimes I have different uh, effects on me. Sometimes I'm fighting one character. Sometimes it's a countdown from 100. Sometimes it's first hit or whatever. And I'm choosing the pass I want to go. The thing I don't like is I don't like the sp- I like that I'm unlocking things and I'm unlocking new characters and doing mm-hmm. what I don't like is a, is, is the spirit aspect of it. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that each of these battles that you go into have a certain level and you're supposed to attach spirits and upgrade your spirits, the little attachments on your main character. And this would be fine if you can, if you go into the spirit section, hit the recommendation, it just, optimize your workload but it doesn't really optimize your workload it just assigns random things it seems like i mean i I don't know that part doesn't seem fun the rest of it i am having fun with okay did you do some online i spectated online and it worked spectacularly so but you haven't played yet no i haven't played yet so next week next week Okay. Well, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I've felt the same way with like, they do have the optimized button. And so I'm talking about spirits, of course. So you hit the yeah. button and it, you have a primary spirit and then you have each primary spirit has up to three slots available for secondary spirits, which buff the primary, which buffs the player. Yes. Um, and so you're going up against somebody and maybe they are a shield type and the shield type is vulnerable against the, I don't know, throw type or whatever it was. Um, and and what happens is you say, okay, I'm just going to hit optimize because I, I don't know what all my characters are, all of the spirits. I, I, I don't care. So I hit optimize and it throws in like a random, you know, 1000 primary with like some other random crappy secondary and i'm like <laughs> mm-hmm. why were you why and i'll look at him like why are you giving me the 1000 of that type and i'll go in and i'll select my own and it's like i know i have a 5000 a 7000 i have all these other ones it it sticks me with the crappiest one and i don't understand what it's optimizing for and sometimes i think it's effect because say it's like a lava i don't know if you've gotten to any of the spirit boards but there's some that are like the bottom floor of the of the level is covered in like fire so you'll have a spirit that's you know, the resistance to fire is reduced or something like that. So I, I think it optimizes based on, but I don't, I never understand why it selects the primary that it selects sometimes, because sometimes it's selecting the weakest of the type when I need, you know, my, my battle number or whatever the number is to be 5,000, you're pairing me with things that are like 1200. So of course I'm not going to win. I can't even, the guy hits me once I go flying off the map. So I don't get it. I don't, I've ne- I don't understand that optimized button either. It's interesting. You had the same thought. 
Yeah, that's my thought on it. I I need more. I am enjoying going through the overworld map and unlocking some things and doing some things. And that seems fun. I've only played as Kirby. I've stuck to only Kirby. Well, you so, like Kirby, though. Yeah, Kirby's fine. I mean, Puff, Jigglypuff is my favorite. So Yeah, Jigglypuff's your favorite. But I mean, I, I had to get rid of Kirby the second I could. And then I played with Mario and he wasn't just much. fine. Like, I'm just looking for Pikachu. I just want my Pikachu. That Then I think I would maybe enjoy Spirits because that's who I play as. So it's like, why are you? I don't want to know anybody else. I just want Pikachu because that's also who I use when I'm online and in other matches. So I feel like I'm, I'm not, my time isn't spent learning the character that I want to learn. So Spirits is kind of like a drag right now because it's like when I jump in online, I'm not playing as good as I could be because I'm not training the character I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I didn't play it at all this week. So that tells you how I think, how I'm feeling about it. It says that you can unlock Pikachu from playing verse matches. You can play in classic mode or world of light modes. So world of light, you need to go to Cliffside Rapids, wherever that is. The classic unlock method, original eight. I don't know. I don't know. I guess you can do it that way. And then play as we fit trainer in the verse mode. Well, but I don't understand. So, I mean, you have to unlock it in, you have to, I have to unlock it in the world of light though, in order to use it in world of light. Cause I, I can already play oh, on really? my online game. Oh. Like I can I already have Pikachu, but I can't play Pikachu as the world of light character right now oh. is what I'm so saying. They're two different things. Apparently. Yeah. Oh, so you have to, wherever the cliffside rapids are, just figure that out okay. real quick. Yeah, okay. Cliffside Rapids. All right, well, that'll be that'll be what I do. So, any other thoughts on it? You're gonna keep playing it. So you're kind of in the same boat that I was then. Like you're you're not hate it's Smash, but mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, eh, eh. yeah, it's, it's Smash. It's Smash. I like Smash. I I mean, yeah, I like it. I want to pl- play some people. There's some listeners that want to play too. So yeah, we're definitely going to arrange that. We did have a couple listeners reach out and we're going to put some, some game time together. Um, cause I think that will help, but it's interesting. And I, and I kind of, I'm happy that people have reached out because they've said the same thing that we did, or at least I did that. I'm just kind of not, I I don't know. And it's puzzling to me because the level of just love that some people or just like the, the the craziness that some people are feeling for this game. I just can't even relate. I don't even, it's smash. It's like, yeah, it's, it's okay. But yeah, it's smash. Some people smash. are just so pumped about it. I I'm, I'm having trouble relating from what I've seen. Yeah. To me, it's like, it's smash. It's, I mean, it's not as good. I, I like it. It's smash. Yeah. 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 I agree. So, all right. so for me, I played um, a desktop soccer. That was a demo that came out. It's this cute little soccer game you're playing on desktops, I guess. And <laughs> you're just playing these little blocks and passing the ball. And it's cute. It's a soccer game. Kind of looks like a uh, like a mobile game, kind of. You know, it's just bright and colorful and boxy and, and adorable. <laughs> very, very cute. I also tried Lightseekers. That's that free card game download with in-game purchase. I worked my way through the tutorial, so I didn't spend a ton of time yet. The tutorial, the gameplay, the game mechanics in the card game are interesting. I, I was kind of digging the way it's played. I will say, though, it is handheld only. And on top of that, it's touchscreen only. Ooh. Only. Very weird. Very odd to get used to. I was like, I don't know if I'm liking this. Mobile, so, mobile touchscreen only mobile port yeah, yeah. totally uh-huh. um i mean that being said it does play well and and it and it does what i want but it's so weird to not like hit the button and have it go back or like start you know like even that limited functionality i could even understand why not hit the hit the a button to have it start the game or something it doesn't even know you touch everything everything um so I don't know. I'll I'll try it a little bit more, but I'm not I'm not crazy about it, right? It, it, the the touchscreen thing kind of bugged me for some reason. That's kind of sad. I think overall, I mean, it, there was potential there, you know. And there, I think it's hard to do a trans a mobile port over, but you know, just have some interface where you do something. It can't be that hard. Does it? Do you think that well, it can I'm- be done with? normal controls well so that's why i want to give it some more time because you know i was thinking the same thing with hearthstone or 
um, like Magic or any of those kind of games, you know, I know that they have console versions. I know that they have uh, computer PC versions of them. I, I don't know if touching a screen is the best way, and and I'm not. And I'm not saying it's the worst way. I'm just saying I'm not sure. I, I really don't know because, you know, it does feel like you're kind of physically moving the card. So that that makes sense. Whereas I don't know, it might be weird for a mouse, you know, and, and Hearthstone, you click it and it does it. You're like, you you can like slide it out there or whatever. But in this game, you're, you're grabbing it, you like you'll hold, hold down on the screen and it kind of like lifts the card so you can read it. And then you just kind of flick it to wherever you want it to go. And it, it does, it's fine. And, you know, and it, it plays fine. It's more that it's just weird to me that it can't do like that, that I, I can't play it on a TV. So that instantly removes that functionality. And it's just strange. Like you don't even have some functionality built into the joy cons, even if the card manipulation is touchscreen, it's weird that no, nothing else works. It, it almost feels lazy. It's kind of like, yeah, we knew it was coming to switch, but we literally just poured it over our, our you know phone version yeah sad so it was yeah it's kind of a bummer but i'm gonna try i'll 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 keep trying we'll see we'll see what i decide uh and then i did some more steam world dig or steam world heist excuse me i'm trying to get done with my catalog of games like this one i have going hollow knight i have going there's a couple others i like i'm deep in them i just haven't finished them so i'm really trying hard to do that before i start some more games that being said i started a new game and I beat it. It was a. It's very short. I think you would love it. It's mm. Firewatch. Uh. I finally, finally got around to playing it. I finally got around. This is something I had been. I you know when I first saw it come out, I don't know, like two years ago or whenever it was announced, I I had fallen in love with it. I loved the aesthetic of it. I loved the look of it. Everything about it was exciting to me, and I was like, I need to play that. It's basically you're a guy that goes in to take a job that he saw on the paper as a fire watch in 1989, I believe. And he's escaping some of his life, right? Like some, some stuff goes down in his personal life. He needs to just get away, kind of reset. And he goes into the woods. Um, He meets this woman, the other fire watch through the walkie talkie. That's your only that's your only relationship in the whole game. That's your boss. And she's kind of telling you what to do through the walkie, the walkie talkie. And some stuff starts to happen. Some, some, some interesting uh, activities are going on and very suspense, like full, very, uh, you, you just don't know what is going on. It's kind of like reading an amazing book or just really get engrossed in a, in a long movie. Because um, essentially, it's just a walking simulator. There's no real like button mash and there's no real action. You're just kind of directing your guy to do some stuff and everything's happening around you. And it's fantastic. That being said, it's fantastic up until maybe the last half hour when the story really unfolds. And this is something I think is polarizing for people. You're going to either absolutely love everything that happens, or you're going to feel kind of catfished Mm -hmm. and like let down by what happens. And I'm not, I'm somewhere in between. I think one interaction I would have liked to have gone a different way or had a possibility of going a different way. And it doesn't, and it sort of, I've been thinking about it since I beat the game. Um, and it's, it's, it's like watching one of those movies or like a reading a book that's over. It's like, it sticks with you and it's been on my mind since I finished it. And I'm trying to like picture, okay, well in that situation, what was I expecting? Or maybe your own expectations are what makes it a good or bad ending. Your own interpretation of what you wanted to happen is what makes it a good or bad ending. And somebody else that didn't have that feeling just loved the way it ended. It was like, yeah, no, that was completely satisfying. To me, I wanted it to go a slightly different direction uh, and it didn't. And I was kind of like, like just, you, you're just kind of a, a gut shot. You know what I mean? It It's great 
I definitely think anybody should play it. I would love to hear what your thinking on it is. Uh, I would say somewhere around four to eight hours to beat it, depending on how slow and meticulous you just like to explore and wander. Uh, but you could definitely do it in probably four hours if if you want it. That's not bad. Um, it's not bad. I guess. No, it's and it's and it's beautiful, right. beautiful game. I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. I'll, I'll play through and in the next few weeks, I'll give you my update. Hopefully by the end of the month. That'd be fun. I'll pick it yeah, up. Absolutely. I think I did it in one sitting. Wow. All right. Yeah. I think I think I could do that. I think I could accomplish that. So I like that. I'm excited. All right. Cool. Well, thank you. That's great. I now have an, yet another game to play. Perfect. <laughs> great. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for this uh, amazing, amazing week. We had a, really good games. I'm really excited. And I'll sit down and play some Smash this week, too. Let's get that done. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter at Dispatch Podcast. You can let us know all of your favorite or least favorite games and things that you hate about the online service. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. You know, let us know. If you want to hop and play some Smash, let us know. We'll try to coordinate something in the upcoming few weeks. I think it's going to do it. Uh, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Tell a friend. You're probably sitting across from playing Smash Brothers right now. Be like, hey, go on your phone, subscribe to this great podcast. Tell them about the Nintendo Dispatch really helps us grow. We really appreciate it. And that's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch.